You're listening to a Sales Culture Toddcast with Todd Cohen. Hi, everybody. It's Todd Cohen, and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm thrilled to welcome everybody to this. Uh, as you know, this is all about my passion about building a sales culture and a new concept today that I'd like to introduce to everybody called sales culture is the new sales training. Now, by sales culture, many of you know what I mean by this, which is everyone's in sales. So that being said, a couple of things I'm gonna ask everybody to make sure that you mute as we kind of go through this a little bit because I know we're all probably doing a little bit of multitasking. And the beauty of sales culture is the new training is I believe passionately and my clients report to me that it's more sales, better relationships, and you know, if you're running a company and you have employees, it's employee retention. And let me tell you, in today's environment, folks, we all know that that is a big, big deal. So let's just talk about this presentation for a moment. Here's the deal. It is rated FE, fit for everyone. You know, it's interesting. When people hear the word sales, they think this is only sales training and that's kind of what we're here to talk about today, how sales training isn't really for everybody. Sales culture is the new sales training. So let me give you a couple of ground rules for today if I could. One, as I said a moment ago, this is rated FE by the Todd Cohen Motion something or other Roger Corville Institute of Rating PowerPoint, which is absolutely meaningless. It's fit for everyone, SD. Suspension of disbelief. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to kind of put away your own uh, predisposition, your beliefs, sort of suspend everything for a moment. Please keep an open mind. Remember to have fun. And hey, everyone's in sales, which coincidentally is the name of my first book, Everyone's in Sales, all about building a sales culture. So what do you need for today? Really three things. Just three things besides clearing your schedule for the next 52 minutes. Clear your mind. Do me a favor, take a deep breath right now. Make sure you're on mute. Clear your minds. Take a deep breath. Stop thinking about whatever is going on in your world. Try, because here's the deal. In the next 52 to 51 minutes, nothing will change. Nothing will be different when we're done. You'll all still be employed. Your companies will still be there. We'll all still be alive and well. You'll need your set of ears. In other words, pay attention, listen. And finally, something to write with, which also means something to write on. I invite you to take as many notes as you'd like. Take as much down as you'd like, and by all means, have some fun because we're going to do Q&A if we can. And by all means, feel free to ask questions. So today you will learn three things. And by the way, I actually think it's more than three things. Today you're going to learn three things that will prepare you to carry the beginnings of a sales culture message in your business and to your company. And if you're a sole practitioner, building a sales culture around you is critical. As a keynote speaker, I do approximately 90 appearances a year. And what's interesting about that is every single one of them comes from practicing what I preach. Not only great networking skills, but understanding who my virtual sales team is, how I answer that question, what do you do? 
And finally, understanding how to leverage relationships and pull them forward. So who is today for? Well, this is for solopreneurs and CEOs and everybody in between. It's for sales teams of one or sales teams of 100 plus, doesn't matter. Anyone frustrated by the fact that you have an entire company beyond the sales team who sell every day and they don't know it. Anyone who hates the idea of selling. And ladies and gentlemen, I can share with you that that is something I hear and see every day. There's an awful lot of wonderful, brilliant people out there. And the fact of the matter is, we get stuck when it comes to articulating and communicating, yes, selling what it is that we do. This is not an anti-sales training message. It's actually the opposite. It's a complimentary message. So the other ground rule for today, please, please don't overthink. Do not overthink what I'm going to share with you today. Remember what I said at the beginning. Take a deep breath, clear your mind, open your ears, and be prepared to take notes. Those are the only things you need for this event. So let's start with some basics. Now, I have been doing what I do for an awful long time, and on this particular call, there are a lot of other wonderful sales professionals and CEOs and people who run businesses and people who work for businesses, and there's a lot of opinions about sales and sales training. Let me say that I am not against sales training. What I am saying is conventional sales training is generally for sales teams, and it's true. Sales training teaches wonderful things, including tactics, activity, sales procedures, and all the what I call block and tackling involved with selling and sales teams. Sales training, however, misses one important piece. It does not address the siloing of sales and the rest of the company. You see, in all the organizations I worked with, with the exception of the first, which was where I started my career at Xerox, unfortunately, a lot of companies silo sales and the rest of the company. It may or may not be intentional. It doesn't necessarily mean somebody has a dastardly or, or evil intent. It just sort of happens. And then finally, you know, the challenge we have it's very difficult to take people who have a negative stereos of sales, a negative sales stereotype, and then expect to teach them how to sell, like a professional, customer-facing salesperson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is really hard to do. In fact, in my practice of building a sales culture, the majority of my audiences are non-sales people because Everybody sells every day, everyone's in sales with every conversation, and sales training doesn't necessarily get them to where they want to be. So is this all good? Well, kind of. You see, with the exception that we have missed one very important constituency when we focus on conventional sales training. We miss the rest of the company. And if I'm a CEO or I'm a senior business leader or anybody else in the organization, 
I'm going to bed and waking up at night and waking up at night. I do wake up at night. I'm going to bed and waking up in the morning and saying, what about everybody else? Everybody represents our company. Everybody sells for us. The problem is they probably don't realize it or they resist it. We're all in sales with every conversation because we leave an image with every conversation. Let me say that differently. Every conversation is a selling moment. And in a split second, ladies and gentlemen, we leave an image that's called presence. And I do a whole workshop. And when you hear about my online virtual classroom at the end of this event, one of the topics we're gonna cover is presence. You see, people decide very, very, very quickly who we are, whether we are quote unquote worth it, and whether they will in fact build a relationship with you. This is where the sale begins. And what's most amazing about this is it happens before you say a word. You see, sales training teaches us activity and managing activity and how to build a pipeline and how to behave in a with sales tactics. All good. What about the rest of the company? So, I believe, and I've seen this over the years, that there are essentially two sorts of companies out there. Now, obviously, I'm simplifying this, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm making this a very simple, simple explanation. The first kind of the company are the ones that have a sales team. And of course, they provide, well, we hope they provide ongoing, ongoing is always a good thing, sales training and manages sales activity. Banks come to mind, for example. Most companies come to mind. Xerox comes to mind. The second kind of company is the company that has a sales team, of course, and provides training to them. And the leadership of that company innately understand that everyone, every single associate member employee has a role in the sales conversation beyond the sales training. This is a big difference. The challenge, ladies and gentlemen, is that far too often CEOs and senior leadership spend too much time thinking about the first and not about the second. And if we are thinking about the second, we kind of get stuck a little bit. Do you know why? Because it's hard to operationalize the rest of it. So when we have that first kind of company, when we're only focusing on sales training to the sales team, when we're only focusing on sales training to the sales team, I believe passionately that's a road to mediocrity. The second kind of company that provides robust sales training and is thinking about the rest of the company, the sales culture, everybody is in sales with every conversation. The second is a fast track to more sales and employee retention. I have seen this as I've practiced my passion of building a sales culture for the last 11 years. This, ladies and gentlemen, is fact. 
So this guy, well, he's grimacing. Do you know why? He's just been told you're in sales. And this is what happens when I convey to people that everyone's in sales. In fact, it's interesting to me because usually someone says sales, no, 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 that's not my job. And in a moment, I'm gonna share with you the three deadliest words to your career. You see, everyone's in sales because everything everybody does impacts the client's decision to say yes. Remember that I said that, and I'll bring that up again in just a few moments. You see, this poor guy has just been told, you're in sales, and he doesn't understand what it means. You see, what he's reacting to is what I experience with so many of my audiences. The stereotype of sales is so profoundly negative that we don't achieve our goals because of the stereotype of sales, not what sales actually is. You see, those negative sales stereotypes prevent you, prevent people, prevent our employees, pre prevent the solopreneur, prevent anybody from achieving their goals. As I like to say to people, would you rather fail than sell? Unfortunately, far too often, the answer that I get is, I'm afraid of selling. I'm fearful of selling. I don't want to be a sales guy. I don't want to be that person. That to me is an invitation to share with you that you don't have to think and be in that sales stereotype anymore. You see, selling is as natural as breathing. The minute you show up, the first impression people have of you is your sales call. Every conversation is a selling moment. So you see, what we're saddled with is the stereotype of sales. In fact, this guy is kind of how people think of salespeople. I get it. Hey, now. The used car guy. Now, I'm not picking on used car people. Lots of, I'm sure, wonderful, outstanding, uh, reputable used car salespeople out there. Unfortunately, we all have this stereotype of sales. And because of that stereotype, ladies and gentlemen, we're afraid to sell. And therefore, that stereotype holds us back. So it's easier to fail than it is to sell. Sales training and sales culture are very different. And in just a few moments, I'll share with you even more as to why. So, what do we do? We have to smash the sales stereotype. We have got to exercise that negativity, that awful, hey now, tin man mentality out of our brains. Because can I tell you, as somebody who teaches sales culture, I don't like the stereotype either. In fact, I don't like bad salespeople. And I've encountered some wonderful relationship-driven professionals that are wonderful salespeople. And when I say to them, you're the best salesperson I've ever met, they look at me and they go, hey, I'm not in sales. I'm not that guy. You see, we all sell with every interaction. So we have to get rid of this negative stereotype of sales. So many of you received, well, actually all of you should have received an email from me, and in that email was a gift to you. It was a link 
a link to this white paper that I've written, this very special report that I published less than a year ago, and it's yours. If for some reason you can't find that email or that link isn't working, you know how to find me, and I'll be happy to send you this special report because this will help you in your mind crystallize what sales is and what sales isn't. You see, sales training teaches block and tackling. Sales culture is about how everything we do has a selling element to it. There's not a person on this call that doesn't have pressure. We all do because we all have goals we need to achieve. Whether you're the CEO of a company or you're a solopreneur. I'm a solopreneur. Roger Corville, our moderator today, is a solopreneur. We have people on this call who are anywhere in between. If you have goals that you need to achieve, you need to sell yourself. We all have pressure. We all want more sales, of course. I would love to have more speaking gigs. I do 90, I would love 120. That's a hint, everybody. I would love to have more. If you're the leader of a company, you don't want siloing. You want collaboration and transparency. And finally, what are we all struggling for today? Differentiation and visibility. It's a noisy world out there, friends, and people are struggling to be heard. Every person who knows what you do, your value proposition, is a salesperson for you, a member of your virtual sales team. Something we'll be covering in that online sales series that I'm starting in October. This is how we achieve our goals. So, there are two things that make up a sales culture. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we all have a sales mindset. We do. Because there's nobody on this call and there's nobody on the planet who can say they're not in sales. Because if anybody has ever done anything where they've had to ask for something, you're in sales. You see, we all have a sales mindset. Believe it or not, it's there. And we're all humans. So you see, when you have this area in between a sales mindset and human behavior, this is what we mean when we talk sales culture. Think about everybody who works for your organization. They have something to add, something to contribute, some goodness to offer. They're helping your company, your clients say yes. That's a sales mindset. Because the fact of the matter is, every conversation, every interaction is a selling moment. What do I mean by that? Every conversation we have, every interaction, every text message, every single time we touch somebody, they make a buying decision on us. You see, sales isn't just for salespeople. That's why sales training isn't enough anymore. Sales culture, firing up those around us to keep us top of mind, firing up and inspiring people to say, tell me more. Remember the Rubik's Cube? I like to talk about this in my keynotes because I think the Rubik's Cube is an outstanding analogy for a sales culture. You know, a Rubik's Cube which by the way, came ashore in 1979 to the United States. The Rubik's Cube is an outstanding analogy for what siloed and non-siloed companies look like. 
So I said a few moments ago that siloed companies look like this Rubik's Cube. Everything lined up, or as we know it, the solved Rubik's Cube. You know what's so interesting about this? When the Rubik's Cube is solved, and we think of every color on that Rubik's Cube as representing some area of the company, or some area of your virtual team if you're a solopreneur, guess what? Nobody's interacting. Everybody's saying, sales, not my job. I'm hanging out with my people. Sales, that's somebody else's problem. The challenge we have is that when we don't recognize those questions, when we don't recognize the value and the power of those interactions, of making sure that people keep us top of mind, that people engage us appropriately for what we do and how we add to the customer conversation, we're leaving money on the table. You see, if you're afraid to sell, and selling begins with, hey, what do you do? If you're afraid to sell or you're struggling or hung up or tangled up in that sales stereotype, you're not going to achieve your goals. So get over it now. It's time to understand that every conversation is a selling moment. You see, here we have this, the unsolved Rubik's Cube. And this is what I want us to keep in mind. You see, the unsolved Rubik's Cube is a perfect profound analogy for a sales culture because you see all the colors, the functions either of the company or all the people in your world as a solopreneur are mixed up. Everybody's interacting. We don't have silos. And when we don't have silos, we have collaboration. And when we have collaboration, we have clients who pay attention. You see clients, now listen, Customers and clients, they know it when you're dysfunctional. They feel it, they smell it, and they taste it. They also know when you're functional. They also know that when you have a, that you have a culture that lives and dies, that depends on people understanding that when I'm interacting with you, no matter where I am in the company, I'm leaving an image, I'm leaving an impression, and I'm selling. You see, sales isn't just the, the negative stereotype. In fact, it's not that at all. It's every conversation is a selling moment. So I want you to think about something for a moment. Try this. At your next meeting of your company, of your friends, if you're a solopreneur, of your advisory board, of your mentorship group, of your mastermind group, whatever it might be, Take a close look at everyone in attendance. Look closely, very, very closely. What are they all saying without speaking a word? Friends, that's your company's sales team. Are you happy with what you see? I believe passionately that the days of just sales training being the answer are long over. And I'm a guy who's been through, taught, sat through, and improvised and devised more sales training in 35 years than I could ever possibly imagine. Most of it very good, some of it not so good. The challenge, as I said early on, what about the rest of the company? We have to change 
the mindset. You see, we can always reinforce the activities of the sales team. That's the easy part. And in fact, I see many business leaders doing that right, and I see more doing it wrong. The more we focus on just the sales team, the more siloed and walled off the rest of your sales team, also known as the rest of the company becomes. So we can reinforce activities of the sales team or we can change the mindset of the company. And that, friends, is how companies succeed. And that is how you as a solopreneur or the director of finance or the CFO or the mid-level manager of HR, it doesn't matter. We all have goals we need to achieve and we need to go out and sell ourselves. You see, in a sales culture, there are three components. Everything that everyone does impacts the customer's decision to say yes. Remember that. Take a screenshot. Write this down. When you go to work tomorrow, when you meet with somebody on your team, when you network again, remember that this person does something that impacts the customer's decision to say yes. Everyone's in sales and they see it and they know it. Because friends, nobody wakes up and says, I'm proud to be overhead. I talked for a moment about how sales culture creates better retention of employees. Employees leave when they feel that they don't matter. Nobody wants to think that what they do doesn't impact the company. Are we showing them? So, now, Here's those three defining characteristics of a sales culture. One, transparency. Every single person in an organization should have the ability to view, comment, and contribute to the customer experience. I don't just mean customer service. I'm redefining customer experience. I'm saying the impact that people have on the customer's decision to say yes. Everyone's in sales. If we're walling people off, we are closing off the ability to differentiate and create visibility. The deep knowledge of how what you do as part of an organization or a solopreneur or anywhere in between impacts the client. You see, we have got to be able to articulate that, for example, as a database administrator with an automobile manufacturer, when you do your job, people can go online and build the car. They can make a decision on options and help make the decision to walk into a dealership and buy that vehicle. And we have to have the courage to show others that what they do impacts the client. When was the last time you walked up to somebody in your organization and said, look, I want to share with you what you did a month ago. Today had a downstream and systemic effect on helping a client say yes. When you did that, you were our chief sales officer. You see, sales training doesn't teach that because this isn't about activities. This is about mindset and behavior. With every conversation, you create a powerful powerful image that spurs a decision to engage, relate, listen, and dare I say, sell. 
Ladies and gentlemen, when I talk about building a sales culture, mindset is everything. So as I said earlier in this, don't overthink it. Everybody right now, take a deep breath. Remember what those ground rules were. Take a deep breath. So what are the sales slayers? The senseless words and attitudes that sabotage the culture, relationships, and sales. I promised you at the beginning I would give you the three words. Three words that we all use constantly that take us out of the game. These three words send the message, leave me alone, don't talk to me, I'm not relevant. Those three words are, I'm just the. Anybody in your organization who says that is screaming, I don't see how I matter. And then they say, sales, not my job. Sales is your job because with every conversation, everybody leaves an impression. Everybody helps the customer say yes. And then, of course, we want to talk about not becoming the sales apologist. Well, you know, when I wrote my second book, Stop Apologizing and Start Selling, it was because I was encountering far too many people who looked like this poor fella. You see, this is the guy or the gal who's done everything right. They've submitted, they've got their numbers right, the proposal is correct. They're, uh, they understand how they impact the customer. Except for one thing, they didn't ask for the order. You see, the sales apologist, ladies and gentlemen, is the person who's earned the right to ask, and they don't. The sales apologist is the person who in their mind feels like, I'm afraid to ask, it just feels icky to me. This is the person who's got that negative stereotype of sales. They start with, I don't want to upset you, not a great way to start a conversation, or just get back to me whenever you can. You see, that's a deadly statement right there, because when you do everything right, your customer, your colleague is waiting for you to ask. I don't want to impose. Well, then don't start talking to me, as I like to say. Or just shoot me some dates. I think is the stupidest comment ever. Because what you're doing with any of these mindset of the sales apologist is you are abdicating your right to ask for what you've earned the right to ask for. And of course, the other thing that kills sales is complacency. Hey, we've always done it this way. Nothing is going to change. You know, as many people in my keynotes and my workshops have heard me say, there is no secret sauce to sales. And far too often companies focus so much sales training on the sales team. And as I said, we forget the rest of the company. And those of us who are entrepreneurs, we all have companies as well. That's every single person who thinks of us first, your virtual sales team. Okay, I admit it. I told a little lie. I'm sorry. Really, I am. My mother raised me never to lie. Okay, I told a little white fib. You see, there is a secret to sales. This is how we go beyond sales training. This is about how we change the mindset of every single person in the organization. This is about how we as entrepreneurs get what we've earned the right to ask for. 
This is how we break the sales stereotype. This four-step process, and I'm going to introduce you to my friend in just one moment, is how we make a difference for ourselves and our organizations. Ladies and gentlemen, if I had a drum roll, I would do it. So just pretend in your mind right now, take a deep breath and imagine a drum roll. Okay, sorry, that was as best as I could do. I'd like, you to, I'd like to introduce you to my friend Elsa that I believe begins the sales culture training for every single person who doesn't understand that they're in sales. You see, this is how we go beyond sales training. I am so passionate about this and I've been watching this for better than 30 years. And I've asked people why you didn't get what it is you've earned the right to ask for. And it's usually because people haven't practiced what I call Elsa. So Elsa, the E is for engage. Those of you who have heard me speak and have been through my workshops know that I always say, if you want to sell more, you need to engage more. And every engagement is what? I'm putting my ear up. That's right. It's a selling moment. You're leaving an impression. And people are making a buying decision on you before you ever say a word. Are we listening? The sale far too often gets messed up because people talk too much and they never know when to shut up. Just listen. Do you know that you're being asked without you realizing it to make suggestions. I work with people in the professional services industry all the time. For example, accountants. Accountants encounter their clients all the time. And their clients are waiting to be educated. And when that education, and by the way, education is synonymous with selling, they're waiting for the next stage. Tell me what to do next. Suggest. Do you know that as a keynote speaker, I've made it my business to do something most keynotes don't do. I get a large amount of repeat business. Because after my keynote or after my workshops, I'll go back to my clients and suggest something. Far, far more often than not, fortunately for me and my ability to feed my family, they say, yes, that's a great idea. We hadn't thought of that. And then I ask because they're expecting me to ask. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the secret sauce, and it's so simple. This is before sales training. This is before the books. You see, this is what we meant early on when I said, it's just about people, and it's just about that thing, that cool thing that happens when two people encounter each other. You know, that's what networking is. It's not going to an event. It's about the relationship and what happens when two people sit down over a cup of coffee and simply engage each other, listen, suggest, and ask for something. When was the last time somebody didn't get something? Think about it. And if you go back to that person and you say, you say why didn't you get it? I would almost bet you, friends, it's because somebody didn't ask because they turned into the sales apologist. So as we begin to think about the how, you see, I've made my case 
why we need to go beyond sales culture, sales training. I've made hopefully my case to you why we need to think about and why it is life or death to not bring the rest of the company along. So let's talk about the how. Let's talk about that call to action. What can you do? Well, besides being a part of today's event, and I applaud you for being here. The first thing is to remember that this is a mindset muscle that we need to exercise starting now with every conversation. The very next time you go out into a business meeting or you're at the supermarket or you're out walking the dog or any type of interaction you have, people are making a buying decision on you. Not your product, not your service, not anything that you think is so wonderful. It's not about features or benefits. It's about you. And if you're not aware that in, in a split instant, people make a buying decision before you ever say a word, we will lose that opportunity. You see, this is a mindset change. It's a new muscle that you need to exercise. So everybody take a deep breath right now and write this down. Every conversation is a selling moment. Every time I show up, people make a buying decision. Those of us who are self-identifying professional salespeople know this. And we also forget it. Do you know why? Because sometimes we get really caught up in features and benefits, sales training, and not practicing ELSA. You see, sales is not something extra that you have to do. This is the mindset change. This is the how. It's already present in every conversation and every interaction we have. You see, you don't have to do anything different. When I tell people that everyone's in sales and I suggest sales culture workshops or keynotes, I also say in the same breath, sales isn't something you have to stop doing what you're doing and go and sell. You're already doing it. When you understand that, you have the mindset, guess what? Your interactions and your connections are exponentially more powerful because now you're in control. No longer are you part of that negative sales stereotype. This question I want to ask you again. Would you rather fail than sell? Would you rather be the sales apologist than achieve your goals? Now, if you're on this call, I know the answer to that is, of course you want to achieve your goals. And ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. I'm not suggesting for a moment that people wake up and say, I hope today is the day I want to fail. Of course not. But people do wake up and say, selling scares me. Sales training doesn't eliminate that fear. It doesn't change the mindset of people who don't see themselves as being in sales. And everybody represents you. Whew. Think about the power of that. Would you rather fail than sell? Of course not. Read the special report. Please take a moment and review that. I have 21 
selling behaviors that I've identified that are sales synonyms. And there's one in there that is profound. And I'll talk about that in my online series. Your next to do, your next call to action. Take a deep breath and think differently about every single conversation because every conversation is a selling moment. And by gosh, friends, you are leaving an impression. What's the image you want to lay down? The next piece is if you're a CEO or a solopreneur, remember this. Building a sales culture is intentional. It takes time and it's about being proactive. Be proactive about every single interaction you have because a buying decision is being made. You think that conversation didn't matter? You think that text was irrelevant? You think that email was interpreted the way you wanted it to be? Are you sure you are creating a sales image and a relationship moment every single time you show up? And that happens before you say a word. Perhaps one of the most important things I can share to you, share with you today, is make sure you're practicing ELSA. Engage, listen, suggest, and ask. I do a lot of work in the franchise space, and I see wonderful owners of franchises who are fabulous financial people and excellent project managers and can't sell. They're afraid they become the sales apologist. So what I teach is stop thinking, stop reading, stop over-processing sales. Don't think about sales training. Think about that wonderful little intersection between a sales mindset and human behavior. Engage, listen, suggest, and ask. Sales culture, is the new sales training. I hope I've made my case to you. I believe this passionately. I've been practicing this for 10 years and I have seen the change in organizations, starting with the change in people. Sales culture is critical because it honors and values everybody's contribution. It honors and values everybody's interactions. You see, sales culture is the new sales training. So, where does that leave us? Hey, many of you have asked me privately, hey, I'd like to meet Luna. I hear Luna is your new director of client services and fun. Well, as time goes on, I do add people to my virtual team, people who know what I do. So, I'd like you to meet Luna. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luna. Yes, she is my doggie, but I've trained her to type. And she has personally answered all of your emails. Of course, I'm being lightheaded. Uh, lightheaded. Of course, I'm being lightheaded. Of course, I'm being lighthearted. And um, I, I just want to have a little fun and, and show you that uh, my virtual team is uh, both two and four-legged. So that brings us to something I'd like you to consider. Starting in October, five sessions, five months, 57 mi minutes per month, better relationships, more sales, employee retention. Consider joining my online classroom series. Highly cost-effective, highly productive. You will sell more. You'll have better relationships, and you'll have better employee retention.
You'll learn how to develop your value proposition, build your virtual sales team, understand relationship portability, understand the secret of handling objections and overcoming obstacles, understanding the silent selling tool of influence, impression, and success, and more to help you see how you sell with every interaction. We begin in October. Right now we have early bird pricing of $97 per person. That's about 64 cents a day. If you have any questions about this, simply drop a note to Luna. If you'd like to uh, connect with me, I would love to hear from you. There's my email. There's a little form that you can hit to book me. There's my phone number. If you'd like to grab books, just go to my website. Please connect with me on LinkedIn if we're not already connected. And of course, I tweet at Sales Leader Todd. And I'm proud to say I've just started my, my Tuesday Toddcast with Todd. And yes, they come out every Tuesday. In fact, I've just launched one this, this morning because, well, today is Tuesday. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you see and feel my passion that sales culture is not an option. It's mandatory because your sales organization is more than your sales team. To hear more exciting Toddcasts or to book Todd live for your event, please visit toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd. That's toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd or call 866-515-9445.